Welcome to Healthcare Happenings, a One Digital Employer Advisory Podcast. It's no secret that healthcare is complicated and to prepare for the road ahead, business leaders need transparency and access to information in order to develop the best health benefit strategy. Our team of compliance leaders are here to shed light on the latest developments on the Hill and share their collective vision for ways to improve the healthcare experience. Hi, everybody. In this episode, we're going to be tackling um, kind of the big picture of benefits. With us are, is our normal crew, Samantha Molliver, Scott Wham, Ron Bargatze, and me, Annette Bechtold. So this um, this is to kind of to inter- introduce the things that we've been talking about, what's been on our mind. There's been so much changing. Benefits you know, is a huge area of interest for most, namely because we need it. And because it's difficult to understand and it's expensive to use and maintain. So everybody has a stake in the game. The complexities are something that this group talks about on a daily basis. You know, if we didn't need it, nobody would really care and people would move on with their lives. And this wouldn't be a topic that we that we speak of. But healthcare is a huge uncertainty. Uh, we can do everything right and we still suffer negative consequences. Um, personally, you know, I had that happen to one of my daughters who, great, healthy person, did ate right, exercised, ran, did everything perfect, but genetically had cancer had a cancer that was passed on genetically to her. And so she faced with doing all the right things, not expecting any big bills to come or long-term treatment or a change in your entire lifestyle. So while being such an uncertainty for people, and I think that the fact that healthcare is expensive, we don't know how to get it, we don't know what to do, we don't know how to pay for it, that it hits home and it affects all of our families. And I think those are some of the things that that we worry about in how do I do this better? Is there something I should be doing? What should I know? So in an effort to really help people kind of finance the cost of treatment, we've created this really confusing and expensive system. And um, most people are either vexed or perplexed by it or both, right? So one of the things that we decided to do was to create this series. And there's no way we could cover the information (laughs) in one. Um, Even one small topic becomes this huge discussion for the four of us um, because it's so, so vast and so deep. So to tackle kind of the explanation of today's healthcare and what we need tomorrow, we're preparing this series. So Each member of this team has such a different passion and perspective they bring. We have a huge amount of knowledge and we have the wherewithal to have been part of this industry for a long period of time. And we bring some different things to the table. So where we are today and where we go next, um, there's a lot of different things that we bring. So in this series, so uh, I'm going to ask each one of you to kind of tell tell everybody, what are some of the things that you really want to focus on? What are your perspectives about the healthcare system in general? Where are some of the very specific things that that you're always focused on thinking about? What What are concerns, opportunities? What are the things we really need to know as we go forward and we head into the future? So Ron, what are, what are the big things for you? Uh, for me, I guess we start with the idea that there's a lot of legislation has been over the last several years, and and that leaves some of us a sense that the, there's a legislative process to help with the challenges of escalating health care costs. 
when in fact, there's really been efforts to expand access to health care and very little has been done to control those costs. So I think where that's a legitimate role of legislation to expand, we also have to cover the issues of uh, management and containment. So that leads me to say we need to look at some old things that perhaps impede our ability to get our arms around uh, health care costs, like issues about what fee-for-service does and what incentives it adds to the system. Uh, the issue of unnecessary care, how much is really there that we can tackle and get something done, wellness. And and then there's some new things like telemarketing and things, I mean, uh, telemedicine, things like that. And so we need to go through those and say what really impedes our progress and, and more is a Trojan horse and what things can contribute to to really having a viable system that's efficient. Yeah, that I I just think about I don't I mean most people don't even know what they pay for anything so like okay I'll just do that because somebody told me to you know um, so it's just yeah Lucif that's awesome Ron thanks Sam what about you. Yeah, so I kind of think of it more of like a selfish reason for myself. I'm a young mother of two young kids. And even being in this field, insurance is still very complicated to me. Um, Sources of insurance, you know, you either have your private offer through your employer or it can be through the government, a public type of, you know, payer for that. So the concerns that I see really is do we get to the heart of cost? Why does healthcare cost so much money? I think the United States, we spend more on healthcare services than any other nation. And the issue is also kind of transparency. When you go in to get a medical procedure, you kind of go in there blind at some point. There's no real transparency. If I wanted to go buy a car, you know, I can look it up. There's a blue book. I can look to see what kind of the manufactured suggested retail prices. I kind of can go in there with an idea of like, this is what realistically I could get with, you know, how much it's going to cost. But thinking of like, even when I went in to go have my own babies, I, you know, just kind of waited until the bill came to be like, this is how much it cost me to have those kids at that time. So kind of that more selfish personal reasons to be like, why does health insurance cost so much as it does? And then how do I become better educated to know that I am paying like a, you know, comparable amount and then, you know, different providers may be charging differently, but I have no way of kind of how to figure out who charges what. Yeah, it is the weirdest consumer experience ever, right? Um, so I th- you think of it compared compared to like, just like you said, like buying a car that makes me laugh. Like I can go in and haggle and I don't like this color and you know, whatever. I mean, I don't even know what my options are, right? And um, And it's not really encouraged that we actually shop. Like nobody even thinks about that. Um, as if there's, I don't know, the profession of medicine automatically sort of the clouds part and oh, you have this, am- this amazing abilities like uh, and, and can do everything. And that as a consumer, I don't question a thing, nor do I even ask about it. So you're right. It's a very weird thing from like a just a personal psychological. Yeah. And I also wonder, it's kind of like, not like taboo, but it's like this thing that you don't really ask the provider either. Like you get a referral and you're like, okay. You know, I mean, like to me, it's not in my realm to go and ask, Hey, how much do you charge or what, or what is your kind of like quality? Do you have people coming back? Do you charge for more unnecessary tests? Like you just kind of go in there and you're like, I feel like I'm at the hands of them to figure out how much is this going to cost me? Oh my gosh, Sam, it just makes me laugh because right now, like, you, you know, you're going through this interview process for a, a 
trying to hire an employee, like the grilling that you do for people about that. But when it comes to our own life and death thing, we really want to ask. I, yeah, it is kind of funny. Yeah. So Scott, thanks. Scott, what about you? Yeah. So um, I care about all the issues that Ron and Sam brought up uh, so far, but I, I, I really feel passionately about the incredibly local nature of everyday well-being and how that impacts the vibrancy of a community, how that impacts the vibrancy of a workforce, how that ultimately impacts the productivity of a workforce, how that impacts our enjoyment that we get out of life on a daily basis beyond simply physical health. Um, physical health is one measurement of well-being, but it's not a, it's not comprehensive. Uh, there are people who might have physical health, but are still that still lack that sense of well-being, which weighs on them and puts them over time into a high-risk category for incurring uh, future health yeah. claims. Um, and, and, and a sense of well-being for somebody who is in your daughter's situation uh, can help with a prognosis when they're faced with a challenging diagnosis that was through no fault of their own or no, uh, uh, no variable that's easily identifiable beyond genetics. Um, to put somebody in the best position to navigate that experience if and when um, they encounter it. And having that sense of everyday health and vitality uh, can certainly put people in a, a better position to avoid health claims in the first place. Yeah. But when we all invariably encounter the system, it puts us in a place of resiliency. And and um, we, we, we can do a lot of work to improve the overall sense of well-being in our communities and, and in our in our companies that we work with. And I think that there's a very strong business case for uh, companies making investments in tools and programs that help employees achieve greater states of well-being on an everyday basis. My, my favorite quote is, health is what happens between the doctor's appointments, right? Vitality is what happens between the office visits yeah. and your man, your manager is a greater predictor of your future health outcomes than your doctor. Oh my gosh. That's so, awesome. <laughs> so, 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 so these are the variables where that, that I think about a lot. I think yeah. about, you know, what people bring to the job site, yeah. what they're dealing with and how we can use data to help companies make really smart decisions and move them in the right direction. So I, I look forward to addressing some of those topics in the series. Yeah. I, I, and I love that because that's so true. And, you know, um, we spend our lives um, working a lot and the interacting with people and, uh, you know, well-being is not just, uh, just like you say, you know, it's what happens in between those particular events. That's the life that, and, and that affects everything. And certainly we, you see that in outcomes of people who have serious conditions or things like that, you know, their entire well-being, the support that, that they have, you know, financial is part of that, the, the support system they have in people who care and work with them. And just their whole outlook has a huge impact on how healthy they, they stay and how, you know, how well they recover and all of those things um, come into play. So, yeah, that's a huge component. And you're right. Um, everybody's kind of just focused on the one event of that visit or treating that particular illness and not probably the vast amount of time that's in between those, those small, those those events, even though they're, they have consequences. So, so come join us. We're going to delve into the healthcare system, delve into these topics, and here's what we're going to be tackling. So the first series, um, and I'm not sure how, exactly how many sessions this will be as we get into it, but the first part is really going to talk about where we are today, 
what does each stakeholder want from provider to patient to your insurer, understanding that sometimes they do have competing priorities. So how does that really work? And then the second part in the series is where we talk about what are we seeing today? What are the results in care and outcomes? What what is happening at the current time? Then the third one, we'll kind of look into our crystal ball and um, try to talk about what are we going to need for the future? What will people need um, moving forward? And then the, lastly, we'll look at kind of those two, where we are, where we need to go to, and then what are some of these solutions that are being presented and what elements of those can get us where we need to go? So that's how we'll tackle this series. So we hope you come join us and, and listen. Thanks. And thank you all for tuning in. Staying on top of compliance today can be the source of great concern and frustration. Our dedicated team of attorneys and experts look around the corner on your behalf and deliver the tools, education, and resources needed to help you plan for the future and protect your employees and business every day. You can access additional resources, employer advisory sessions, and podcasts on our website, onedigital.com. Stay safe and healthy, and we'll see you next time.